Hey everybody, Alan here. Real quick, we had some technical difficulties with Ryan's microphone during this episode. We apologize for the lack of sound quality, but we figured the conversation's good enough that you'd still want to hear it. So we apologize for that. And anyway, here's the show. Long have I waited. And now, you're coming together. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Hey, everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. I wasn't sure if you were ready because your face is off screen right now. <laughs> I am so, so ready. <laughs> okay. You can see the best part of me, my shoulder. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, and it's gone. Uh, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the rise of Skywalker, the end of the Skywalker saga, episode nine of the Star Wars series, and blah, 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 blah. We gave Disney our money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all happily, happily gave okay, so Disney our money. At this point, the film's been out for about a week now, so if you have yep. not seen the movie yet, we will be talking about it spoiler-free for as long as we can. We're going to try. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to give you a clear spoiler warning. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start off by saying... I enjoyed this movie. I was not sure if I would going into it, but I was pleasantly surprised that I liked it. When I left Last Jedi, I wasn't sure if I liked it. This one, I was like, you know what? That was good. I am I am happy with how they ended this story. I think I'm the same way. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it as a movie. And I also enjoyed it as it answered questions that I had. And it also answered questions that I didn't realize I had, but tied more up and made more make sense. So I think as like the end of like a trilogy of trilogies, I think it definitely succeeded and is a very fun watch. Ryan, how about you? And I combine your guy's opinion and that's mine. Like I wasn't too sure going into it, um, but I can definitely say walking out of the film, I definitely like it a lot. Uh, And same thing with Devin, like it, it answered everything that I wanted answered. Plus it also gave answers to things that I didn't even know that I had questions to until, until they brought it up. And it was just, it it was, it's a very, very nice way to end this nine movie saga. Yeah. This is the last time we'll be getting a John Williams star Wars score. Oh, that's so sad. It is. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about him later on. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what we can talk about spoiler-free. Um, All right, so how much, like, before going into any of this, how much of the critics' stuff did you read, like, critical reception did you read? And, Alan, I know you said you were skeptical. Is that why you were skeptical? No, or it wasn't were you- really – I wasn't really skeptical. I was just, like – I was so mixed on The Last Jedi, I wasn't sure – how this was going to go. And I think the critics response didn't really help that much when I heard it was mixed. Um, Cause a lot of what I was seeing was just the headlines of like yeah. stuff, stuff like if you like the last Jedi, you're going to, you're going to hate this movie. If you hated the last Jedi, you're going to love this movie. Um, and since I was like in the middle for the last Jedi, I was like, 
I guess that means I'm going to be in the middle for this one, but I lean more towards liking it. So hold on. I want to deconstruct that sentence. Do either of you think that sentence is even a little bit true? If you loved last Jedi, you're going to hate this movie. I can see it being true for a certain force, uh, for certain people. There are certain things in this that I picked up on the second time that I was like, Oh, that's what they meant. Okay. Cause it doesn't really, I think a lot of people's fears going into this was that it's just going to completely dismiss everything that happened in the last Jedi. That's what I thought, which it doesn't do that completely, but it also doesn't not do it. Okay. There, there are, there are things in here that we'll have to get into with spoilers. I think it doesn't really affect what, ha- like what happens in the last Jedi happens, but I feel like and Ryan and I talked about this a little bit in the car it feels like this is this movie is what JJ wanted episode eight to be. Mm-hmm. So oh, if you look yeah. at this trilogy, uh, I saw a meme where it was what they really are. Episode seven, eight, nine. What 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 they should say is Force Awakens is episode seven. Last Jedi is seven point five. Rise of Skywalker is episodes eight through nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is so much movie in this movie, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and movie's gonna movie gonna movie. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, <laughs> and I believe that was one of the things that, that that I told you when when we were driving home, like early afternoon, was that like there were things in this film that I feel that JJ would have wanted in the second in the second one and not have to like do it in this one. And I don't really want to say any more because I don't want to accidentally say yeah. something, but I mean, that's how I feel that he was trying to like catch things up because the last one didn't do what he wanted. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that's not just, that's not Ryan Johnson's fault and that's not JJ's fault. I blame Disney for that because if you're going to sure. set out to make a trilogy of films, and you knew you were making a trilogy back in 2013 when you bought the shit. Mm-hmm. You need to know what that story is going to be. You're going to hit these beats in each movie, and you need to stick to that plan. You yeah. can't have – you can't hire three direct three directors and not have them work together for a story. I will say I don't think Last Jedi should have taken place right after Force Awakens. Yeah, no. That was a mistake. Oh, you think so? That's the biggest mistake the last Jedi made because it ties really? it, it ties it so yeah it, it ties it so close to Force Awakens. You never like every other movie has a, a time gap, so you yeah. have these adventures in between where you have you don't know what's going on, but there's no gap there, so there's no room to breathe. You're just right in, and I think that's why it feels like seven point five. Sure, and I think the whole the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, as a sentence makes sense. Yeah, because of that. Like yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think that was completely unintentional. Mm-hmm. But I just I would have rather seen something a little bit later. I don't know. I don't think that was their original plan. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you said before about time jump, like between Phantom Menace. And the Clone Wars, or Attack or, of the Clones, ten years. Attack of the Clones. That's oh, wow. a ten-year jump between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. That's what, like a two-year jump, a one-year jump, like, that. like two or three that years. Is, yeah, yeah. Like it's a jump to where they obviously show that these characters have grown. They've learned to care for each other and trust each other. And hey, look the you know the the rebellion has advanced from where it was. In a, uh, inside a new hope, like 
the events that started the Force Awakens and ended in the Last Jedi is continuous. What a month and a half, if that. If that, yeah. So then, like, if they would have had that, like, maybe okay. So let's do maybe a five year jump between the end of uh, uh, the Force Awakens and uh, the Last Jedi. You could start it at the end of Ray's training, or where let's say where Ray's training goes uh, awry, where she has to leave the island like Luke did in an Empire Strikes Back. They could have had that yeah. jump and had the other characters grown a little bit, and then you wouldn't have to deal with the uh, Commander Purple Hair blasting herself through a, a couple uh, uh, First Order oh, Star Destroyers. I, I, I like that part. I still like that. I honestly love that movie on it. I, mean, yeah. I don't love it, but I like it. And I love her character though. And I like that scene because I want that on a frame. Like I want that. Oh this, yeah. This is yeah. a slight spoiler, but at one point, uh, Dominic Bonahan's character is like, Oh, we got to do that again. And <laughs> Poe's just like, that was like a one, a million thing. We're not, we can't just keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I really like that. This movie is almost a little too meta with that kind of stuff. It is like it is. Yeah. Like that's yeah, a moment is. where it yeah. happens, and I feel like that's where the whole if you hate the last Je- like if you love the last Jedi, you're gonna hate this movie comes from. Um, but I try to avoid as much as I could. The few things that I did see in here were f- from Disney themselves. Yeah, and oh, we'll yeah? dive into that when we get into spoilers. But it was yeah. all like officially released things. I'm like. Why would you release that? I don't want to know that. I'm um, curious. Yeah. Um, okay, so I gave Ryan some time to prep on this. Okay. Devin, I'm going to just yes. throw you into the fire. Go do it. Disney has released five Star Wars films at this point. Where does this rank among them for you? With, like, If you had to rank them, five being the worst, one being the best – where does what is that ranking for you, Ryan? Since you have some time to think about this, what's your answer? Okay, um, Solo is five. Okay, okay. So uh, Solo is five. Uh, the oh, this is tough because I was going through this and I was I was always changing the order because I never felt comfortable with it. Yeah. But the last one I came up with was uh, Solo being five, uh, Return of the Jedi being. Uh, no, not Return of the Jedi. Um, Force Awakens? The Last Jedi is oh. four. Um, the the <laughs> Force Awakens is uh, three. Okay. And then, uh, to be honest, Rogue One or this one. Like, I okay. don't really know which okay. one wow. over the other. Interesting. Just, it just, I... I think it's too that it's still fresh in my head because I saw it today. Yeah. And I really like how this movie wrapped everything up. So I think I'm still on that high at the moment. Okay. So, I mean, this one might drop down to three or four and The Force Awakens might come up a little bit, but that might be in a couple weeks. Okay. So my order is Solo's five Mm -hmm. because I've only seen it the one time and I need to to revisit it. Yeah. Um, I think you do. Last Jedi's fourth, even though they're like rewatching it. Like I, I, this is the one I didn't get to rewatch in my whole rewatch of the Skywalker saga. I got yeah. through part of it and then ran out of time. Aww. It's, it's still, I think the most beautiful, but mm-hmm. story wise, yeah. it's just not one that I, I go back and revisit that much. Sure. Um, I think rise of Skywalker is number three for me. Okay. Um, okay. 
having seen it twice now, I think it's not quite as good as The Force Awakens. Like, there's still a lot that I love about Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but I can, I will say for sure, Rogue One is my favorite. Yeah, so far is it? Yes, uh, I think it's just so different from a Star Wars story. It doesn't need mm-hmm. doesn't have lightsabers, doesn't really rely on the Force that much. And you have Alan Tudyk's K2SO and like the whole ragtag team of rebels doing their thing. And in that Vader scene at the end, like the Vader scene was cool. Devin, we've talked enough. You guys are going to be mad about mine then. So for the same reason that you, Alan put solo is number five. Rogue one's going to be my number five. A, because one of them has to be a number five. I don't hate it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And I've seen solo more recently. So it's going to be that one, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then I'm with Ryan on this one. It's a toss-up between Solo and this movie, I think, for number one. I really loved Solo uh, for a lot of reasons, and I like this movie. I think Solo is number one, and this one's number two, if I had to make it definitive. Okay. That's a very hot take, and (laughs) I think that's going to make me revisit Solo more than anything else. I'm going to have yeah, to, too, because I only I saw also it need to revisit time. Rogue One, though. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, we'll do a Star Wars special special. But if yeah, Devin told good. me that I had to make it, like, concrete my list, Rogue One would be one. Okay. Yeah. Simply because, like, that Rogue One is as close to the actual Star Wars movie that I want, that I haven't gotten yet. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So I think we can all say we all said we like this movie. Yes. Um, this, I guess we're 13 minutes in. Let's go ahead and start talking about spoilers. Good. Let's do it. Oh my uh, God. Superman showed up. That was amazing. What? Superman? <laughs> I can't believe the green lightsabers were made of kryptonite this whole time. <laughs> I love that. And hope that's a thing. <laughs> and the blue lightsabers are make a, made a blue kryptonite and the, <laughs> the yellow lightsabers are made a yellow kryptonite. That's where uh, you lose me because I don't know what those okay. do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Yellow Kryptonite does either. Yeah. I think it's just uh, Superman pissed outside the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, where do we want to start with spoilers right. for this? Let, let's talk with first thing that I keep hearing feedback on that pissed people off who say they don't like this movie. Palpatine's okay. back. Okay. Thoughts on Palpatine. I think Palpatine being back makes a lot of things in the force awakens and a lot of things in, um, in last Jedi make a lot of sense. I think that it was a good move and I think they should have done it and it's not a reaction. I don't think it's a reaction either. I, I enjoyed it. If you know anything about the expanded universe that is now legends, this was a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, right. Then I think that a lot of the anger is that they don't explain how he came back, which I can understand that's a little bit frustrating, but at the same time, I don't need to know like he's back. Okay. That makes sense. And it's not like he's like back in like uh, at his a game. He's pretty well injured. And I think nerdist news called him Mecca, Mecca Palpatine. Yeah. He was like Um, connected to like a big, like arm. The whole time actually reminded uh, that actually made me think of, I'm not sure if you guys seen this, but the Assassin's Creed movie, I yeah, seen yeah, it, it was like the same thing. Yeah, it, it was yeah. the same thing. It reminded me of like the Gl- Animus. It reminded me yeah. of Glados in a portal. That too. Yes, but um, um it, 
to me though, when it comes to like people being upset about the Papeltine thing, they they show multiple Snokes in like a tank when yeah. they're going yeah. through. Like you see two Snokes just floating there, and it's like, okay, well that makes sense, and and that explains why Snoke came out of nowhere because he was engineered, mm-hmm. and that and that makes perfect sense that the Emperor could have something that it could like that the Emperor could work through. So like. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Snoke truly wasn't Snoke. Snoke was the Emperor. Yeah, he was being manipulated by the... He's uh, a puppet. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, everything that Snoke did was the Emperor. So, to me, that makes total sense, especially with how he was operating. I think that's the best way you can describe Snoke. So, one thing I will say that was spoiled for me, and this is because Disney released it, is they released this first scene with Palpatine. The whole... Every voice that you have heard in your head has been me the whole time. They released that. And I heard it on a podcast. I'm like, why would you release that? Like, that, like, I know it's the first lines of the movie, but still, I don't want to hear that before the movie. Right. So that actually answered a question I didn't know I had about The Force Awakens, where uh, Kylo was listening to Vader talk to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though it was like firmly established that Anakin ends up being like a good force ghost and not being Vader when he died. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the one of the theories was that um, Anakin and Vader split when he died. Oh, but it, sure. But it makes sense that it's Palpatine the whole time. Right. Um, and I think that's the best Like I like going back and rewatch. Like it'll be interesting to rewatch The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi now, knowing that Snoke is an agent of Palpatine. Right. And like, and what's really going on behind the scenes here. And I feel like this movie did the thing that I thought it was going to do, which was improve upon the last Jedi a little bit because, because of that, because, because of the Snoke thing and the whole, like in the force awakens. So with like that whole, the whole Kylo arc makes a little bit more sense. He's been manipulated this whole time. Yeah. Like what, what Luke sees in him in the last Jedi, when he goes to, pull his lightsaber out is Palpatine. Like that's what he sees. He sees yeah. Palpatine messing with him. So that's what it is. Like the, everything that happens in these movies is because of Palpatine. Yeah. Right. And it all makes the, way more sense now. Right. And I told you too, that this whole thing, like it makes me the way that this movie starts and they explain, you know, the whole, the Palpatine thing messing with Kylo. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is also an answer for something that happens later that we'll talk about. Is that it? All, like it, it makes me like the Last Jedi more, but at the same time, it pisses me off because of what Episode Eight could have been. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. But I yeah. think I think the biggest thing that I have to say on Palpatine coming back is Palpatine's gonna Palpatine's gonna Palpatine. Like that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much what what yeah that's Palpatine the does. answer to anything that he does. Which yeah. to me, like I wish that I want more Palpatine. Yeah, I, I mean, like him as a villain. It may it makes sense. Like he's been the villain of the first two trilogies. I see where it makes sense to bring him back for this one, right? Because you don't like we don't have the explanation now, but there will be a comic book. There will be a book adaptation. Oh yeah, there will be a, a like, TV show, something. Yeah, like who knows what's going to happen? Um, we'll get it. Yeah, like part of me expected the Mandalorian to be the the reason we we know he's back, but that's not what they did with the Mandalorian. Uh, let's talk about that quick. Let's talk about the force oh, yeah. force healing. What do we think about force healing? We, was now, I mean, 
fine. I mean, I think it's been a thing in like the video games for a while. Like it doesn't yeah, shock it, me. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a thing from the expanded universe. Cause after we did the holiday special, uh-huh. uh, to bring that back up, uh, <laughs> you got off the, the call and then Ryan and I were t- looking it up and looking at force healing. It's a thing in yeah. the expanded yeah. universe. And, but it hasn't really been a thing in canon yet. So Got it. now it is, which I, I mean, it makes sense. How, how do we feel about the synergy of a Disney plus show playing into something that happens in the movies? I love it. Cause it, it, this is a small dose of what we're about to get with the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Which I, I, I like it. I actually really like it behind all of this. I really am because here's as, as long as they do it in a way where people who don't like, do Disney Plus don't feel like they're missing a major plot point. You, you know what I, I mean? I, I feel like for this, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I feel like when we get to WandaVision playing right into Doctor Strange, that's going to be multiverse of. That might yeah. be rough. Yeah. That's going to be an issue mm-hmm. right, right off the bat. Um, but at the same time, how many people can you think of right now that don't have Disney Plus who are into this kind of stuff? Well, that's true. That's too. true, though. That's a good point. So, yeah, the the whole force healing thing, I don't see it as being a stretch. I could see maybe like a hardcore Star Wars fan that hasn't really read anything, like all they know is the movies, being kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, Disney's just adding powers. But if you really think about what the force is and what it can do, force healing makes sense. Yeah. Like it just makes sense with the way that you can it use the does. force. It does. Except for you, you guys saw the memes that I said earlier, right? Not all of them. Okay. Yeah, not all of them now. Okay, so I sent a meme earlier that was uh, Anakin Skywalker being like, "When you see your your grandson uh, save the, his love one with the with the power of the Force, and then you realize you could always use that power on the light side as well." Oh like, yeah. Like, Whoops. Does that kind of negate the whole him turning to the dark side to save? Padme? No, because no. the Emperor explains he because the Emperor sees the healing. Yeah. And he says some he's he says something to the fact of I haven't I've only heard of this ability. I haven't I've never seen it. So it's something that he's never seen. Are you talking about in episode three? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the movie that we just watched. Oh. Okay. When they're right before the emperor sucks their like life force out of them, yeah. he sees he, they do something with the force healing, and he mentions it. And no, he makes they're a they're comment. they're like connected now. Yeah, yeah there's like the, the dyad or whatever they talk about. Yeah, yeah. And the emperor said something about how like he's never he's only heard about this, he's never seen it, and that's when he decides to heal himself because he doesn't mention anything about healing until after he like grabbed one of them and his hands went back to normal. And so yeah, and that's when he started talking about how like I've only heard about this ability, I've never seen it, and then he just he sucks their like life force because he's learned it that fast. Yeah, and so that. To me, that's where like that answers that question of like why didn't so there's so the force is so strongly concentrated in them that they can easily access this power and the yes and okay. the reason and the reason why they are so strong is because it's gone because it's been so long since all of the Jedi have died. It's been so long since 
the only like force real force user has been Palpatine and Luke yeah. for so long that now that you only have so many people that are actually using it. Okay. But baby uh, but baby Yoda. But baby Yoda. That's true, but he's not trained. I mean, we don't know at that point how trained he is. This is fair. True. I yeah. mean, so if he's just like a ragtag like um okay, like just like in Stranger Things, you have 11, okay? Yeah. okay. And then you have eight that's out in Chicago that's oh. like making police oh, officers yeah. like see stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, so like she's not as strong as 11. Yeah. But she teaches 11 how to use her powers. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen to Yoda. Like baby Yoda yeah. is going to be kind of like, yeah, I can use the force and I'm kind of strong, but I'm not going to really develop these powers okay. because there's nobody to train me. They were trained. Right. And I feel like because of the lack of other trained force users, they were able to like channel all of that. And that's why they were able to heal. Interesting. Yeah, I, I buy that. So, I mean, that's just I mean, because things I love Star Wars so much. I like these movies so much that whenever something comes up that I'm just like, I'm not really too sure about it. My brain just automatically makes up some type of like way to connect it. And if it can, so you'll defend it. Yeah, th- yeah. So I mean, like that. And guess what? If I can't defend it, then I'm like, whatever. I like it. Like whatever. <laughs> right, right. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Go ahead. So Ryan had said, uh, "I want more Palpatine," and in fact, we did get more Palpatine in this movie. How did we feel about the more Palpatine we got in this movie? I liked it. Uh, and yeah, you didn't. You didn't mind that Ray's a Palpatine. I did not mind that Ray's a Palpatine at all. No. Uh, I think no. it makes perfect sense. It was a theory that was spit out a long time ago on another podcast. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> one that Ryan and I didn't agree with at the time, but it yeah. makes perfect sense now that we know everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at first I was like, I I mean, the idea at the time was cool that like they would flip the whole Palpatine, Luke Skywalker, good versus evil, like on its head for this yeah. one. Um, it definitely makes sense. And that's one of the reasons why. I feel that like the first 30 minutes of this movie, almost an hour, 30 minutes of this movie could have been a separate movie Mm -hmm. because I feel like that was probably, I feel like, I feel like the initial idea was that it was supposed to be revealed that she was a Palpatine towards the end of the second movie. Oh, I feel like that would have made more sense because that was a major question. Everybody had, who is she? And I think would have been cool if when she went down into the cave, Instead of seeing two shadowy figures, it was a cloaked figure and the Palpatine laugh. Well, I like that those two figures did go into one. Well, true. Um, yeah. So I think that's the. It would have been like I don't even think you need the laugh there. I think. Oh yeah. I I think that it, I'm okay with them holding that reveal until this one. Yeah. I think it would have been better to have more clues leading up to that. Because I, one thing I didn't like about this movie is Kylo being like, "I was right about your parents," but wait, there's more. Like she, like he's Billy Mays selling me OxyClean, <laughs> right? Um, right. The grandparents. Um, yeah. the the biggest question I have, and I asked Ryan this in the car afterwards, like, who the fuck fucked Palpatine? <laughs> like, I'm assuming there was a time when he was like a young yes. and virile man, and, and I remember what I said. What I said is that when we were introduced to him in Phantom Menace, I mean, granted, I know that things live longer yeah. in, you know, like the Star Wars universe, but yeah. 
when we were first introduced to him in Phantom Menace, he's what in Earth years, he's what like late late fifties, early sixties, maybe late like forties. Yeah. I I'll mean and they really only focus on him maybe offhandedly a few times in like the first two movies. I also wonder since Luke and Leia were so strong in the force, it, if um, Palpatine created his son through the force, like he did Anakin. I was thinking about that. Cause that maybe. would make, that would make a lot of sense. And he finds a wife and then they have a kid. And then that's where you get this dyad. Cause I, I think it makes more sense if he's not biologically. Yeah. I think it does. I think you're right. So, I mean, true. And, one thing I like about this is that it all like people have been joking online about the whole, like, well, let me tell you the story about Darth Plagueis, the wise, like people make that a joke on yeah. online and everything. But I feel like everything that's happened in this movie to me turns that it turns that story that he told Anakin into a fable to use to bring Anakin in closer to him. It may or may not have been true to it being true. It, no, it definitely right. was true. Yeah, no, like, but I never really knew any of the really like, you know, like yeah. expanded stuff at the time. So sure. to me, it was still kind of, it was still a mystery. Like, was he being true? You know, was he being truthful? Was, yeah. was there a Plagueis the Wise? But now to me, there is. And that was answered. That was one of the questions that going into this movie, I didn't think I needed an answer to that I got. Um, you got yeah. Okay, so while we're on the the subject of her being a Palpatine, let's just jump to the very end of the movie. Good. How, how do we feel about the uh, Ray Skywalker line at the end when somebody asked her her surname? Fine. Just fine. I you know what <laughs> I almost wanted her to own it. I wanted her to own like the the Palpatine ness. I want to be like, yeah, it's very uh, Okay, I'm going to do this thing that we do. I'm going to try to do the thing we do every time when Devin doesn't agree with us on something. Yes. The reason I like her saying that she's a Skywalker at the end is she's accepting everyone that she has learned to know and love over these three movies as family. So instead of t- taking the name of the family she was born into, she's accepting her adopted family as the Skywalker. She's a Skywalker. She loved Luke and Leia so much and Han for that brief time. Like, that's why she's a Skywalker. Dude, Son you, of a bitch. You did it. Devin, that was you, better you, than you, my you, answer. Do you want to make me – do you want to make – do you want to feel worse too? About your yeah, let's opinion. go. Come on, just just kill, kick me down. I didn't tell you this, and I didn't tell Alan this until after the movie. But I had yeah. the ending of this movie spoiled for me, like, like months ago, like a what? month and a half ago, because somebody leaked from from the studio or somehow it got it got leaked on Reddit. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. I I don't know if this is from that leak. Yeah. A whole script got leaked. The, it might have been from John that. Boyega. John Boyega's script got to eBay. Oh, and JJ no. was pissed. He sent the yeah. smoke monster from Lost after him. <laughs> Jennifer Garner went to his house. Yeah. So John Goodman from Cloverfield Lane was <laughs> like with, there with Good a vat of acid. Yeah. So remember when I sent you guys in the group chat? I was like, that's it. I'm done with, with, with the Star Wars fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what led up to that. I'm on Facebook and I see this little quip. It says, Spoilers, uh, Rise of Skywalker, 
bad news or something like that. So I was like, okay. And at that point, I'm like, yeah. I don't care if this gets spoiled. It's the last movie. I don't really care about that type of stuff because I want to see the journey. I don't care where it ends. I just, right. you know. So I go to the clip and it takes me to this YouTube guy, a Star Wars fan, like Star Wars stuff in the background, all this stuff. And he starts talking. Sure. I realize real quick that this guy's like the Rush Limbaugh of the fam of the oh, Star Wars no. uh, 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 a fan base. So he starts talking about this and that and going through all this different stuff. And then he says, so how does this movie wrap up? She says she chooses. She chooses that she's a Skywalker. And this is Disney becoming the biggest social justice warrior on the planet because anybody can pick what they want to be. And okay. he gets real transphobic. Wow. So then that led me into the oh. comment section. And I'm talking there, were, and there okay. were thousands of comics. And then that. And then that led me to other pages and other pages and other pages. Okay. We're getting too heated. That's, that, that's, I, I know, I know. And I know. it just, it just, it went on and on and on. And I couldn't believe how big that part of the fan base was in the Star Wars fan base. So then I went to other pages that weren't as like that side of the argument of things. Yeah. And I could still see it in the mainstream Star Wars memes of like that mentality. Yeah, and I was done with it, and then that's when I sent you guys okay. that message. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret that this fan base has become toxic, and it has been for years. Yeah. Disney didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, it like that meme you sent before. It's yeah. been going on since episode one. Like yeah. that's why uh, the the actor who played Jar Jar was suicidal. That's why Jake Lloyd Ugh. has had all the issues that he had. Yeah, like Ugh. it's. It's disgusting, and it's a yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, like, I at love the end of the it. Day, it's a film. I love it, and it's been a big part of my life. But I'm not gonna like get that upset over it. Like, am, was I disappointed with the Last Jedi? Sure. Do I was I worried about this one? Maybe. But I love J.J. Abrams. I love Star Wars. Yeah, I like what they gave us. And right. Like. And I don't see the ending as that. I see it as what I said before. It's yeah. her choosing the family. I also see it right. as my fan theory coming to, to, to fruition, which was which she's no longer a Jedi. Like, she's a Skywalker. That's what the Jedi will be now. Yeah. They will be Skywalkers. That'll be the surname for anyone who is a Force user. It'll I be like Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Um, because they're also throwing a lot of classic Jedi stuff to the wind, which I love. Mm -hmm. They completely changed. And I think that's one of yeah. the best things about Last Jedi is Luke's like, listen, the Jedi were wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. It, at the height of their power, Sidious was able to come like take over everything and destroy them. Yeah. Like that's not right. That shouldn't have happened. Like that was a big uh oh. Yeah. Um yeah. okay, that's anything else we want to talk about with Ray Skywalker quick before we dive into everyone else? No, you guys were right. I was wrong. Hey, okay. good job, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got you. You got me. Okay. All right. So, um, I want to I, I want to ask you guys a question. Okay. And it's going to sound like I'm uh, wookie phobic a little bit. <laughs> oh, did Chewbacca oh, look, Did Chewbacca look weird to you in this one? No, he did. Okay. Yeah. Did, was it Was younger. it they're trying to make him older? I don't know if it was younger. I don't know if it was more fur. I don't know if it's because it's the whole the whole time it's this new actor. He just oh. he looked his his fur looked fuller to me, and he got around a lot easier than it when it was Peter Mayhew, I guess. Yeah, which I guess I wasn't used to seeing, but well, it was mostly just in the wide shots of him. 
It could be that mm-hmm. in the wide shots of him, because the focus really wasn't on him, um, I have a feeling that a younger actor in the suit... Now, granted, in the original Star Wars movies, I can't believe that the material was as good as they can be now for that suit. So I'm going... Because it, 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 he always had the static, like a stiff movement to him. Chewy. He, he always had like a stiff movement to him, even in yeah. the uh, older movies. I have a feeling that it's just a combination of being a younger actor and lighter materials in the suit. Because in the wider shots, he was, like, free-moving. Like, he was really, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to say nimble, and that's not a word. I'm going to say... I think nimble's a word. I I buy nimble. Limber, limber, yeah. Yeah. Limber, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know if maybe it was, like, uh, his... You know how... uh, a dog's fur gets like really full in the winter and then it sheds. Like maybe yeah. it's like right before he sheds a lot. And it might just be the weird, they might've had a different suit for when they were in the desert. Cause a lot of it was in the desert shots. Yeah. Right. Um, so it could have just been that it just felt weird to me. Um, they, they gave some, they gave Chewie a few good moments. Uh, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about the last one at the end. Cause we already okay. jumped to the end of it. Well, we'll get to that later. Um, did, were you guys fooled by the, the, the chewy death? You know what? I thought they were going to kill him. I actually was. I was like, they're doing it. This movie's doing it. It's going places. (laughs) I love it. And then it wasn't. And I was a little sad about it. Brian, how about you? I was a little bit, but it wasn't until like after the ship exploded. First off, I was so I was amazed at the fact that Ray shot out lightning out of her hands and yeah. they alluded to her going to the dark side and like the whole Palpatine thing that I completely forgot that they were trying to allude that Chewie was on that ship for about a good like two minutes until they said like, yeah. oh my God, Chewie was on there. But then I remembered that there were two different transporters in the shot. And then I was thinking to myself, uh, is he really dead? And I yeah. was waiting for a confirmation like later in the movie that he was actually dead. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that the first time I didn't realize there were two transports, yeah. but then the second I time either. I was like, there are two. There's like, two that, transport. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's very clever. Uh, JJ mystery box type stuff. Yeah, it was. Um, so were you full? Alan? I, I was like, they're not going to kill him without us seeing it. It reminded me of how he died a little bit in legends though, which is why I thought it was more real. Because in Legends, it was like the opposite. Everyone was leaving on a planet and left him behind. And this one, he's the only one leaving the planet and gets killed. And I was like, all right, I can see the inspiration a little bit. Like, yeah, I think they could do it like this. Yeah, I, I just knew, like, I just had a feeling that you're going to see him die. Like, you've seen everyone else from that trilogy, the originals die. Right. Um, okay. Speaking of deaths that we, we uh, saw coming. Oh, yeah. Three, let's talk about 3PO. I think you thought I was going somewhere else. We're going to get to that. Then. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get to that. We have let's, to. Let's yeah. talk about 3PO because the trailers okay. made it really think, made you really think that he was going to die. Yes. And he did not. How do you guys feel about that? I feel manipulated. <laughs> do you really? A little bit. But I'm okay with him not dying because 3PO is probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. He's a friggin' riot. Like when they were like underground, like he does, he's just like 
knocking those jokes out. Like he's and, amazing. Like, yeah. And I think I talked to you guys about this a bit before, but I think a lot of that is a, a testament to Anthony Daniels love of the character because yeah. he gave JJ Abrams so much shit for the red arm. Like he was, <laughs> he was not happy with his, with his role in force awakens where he's just kind of doing uh, nothing. And then he's just not doing anything in the last Jedi. And when they were uh, planning out this one, JJ, he, he, Anthony Daniels never saw the script, but they were emailing each other back and forth. And he talks about this in his book, I am C-3PO. JJ emailed him saying, you're either going to really love what you do in this script or you're going to hate it. (laughs) And his response was, I'm just going to say I hate it because that's easier for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. So my two favorite gags for C-3PO in this movie was first off the classic C-3PO joke that would fit in any Star Wars movie. And it's where they're staring at him and And he he doesn't know what they're looking at. So he turns around (laughs) to look off in the distance because he doesn't think they're looking because he's confused. Because he's just talking about the festival. Yeah, he is. And they're just staring at him and he's just like, and he's like just staring. He turns around because he doesn't realize they're actually looking at him. And then the second joke is the one where he comes back and he's talking to R2 and R2 realizes that his memory's been wiped. And then C-3PO goes, what? No, I'm not doing that. And they cut to the scene with the thing in his head because R2's yeah. got his memory back. Like those, those were my two favorite funny parts. My, of the my, my other one is uh, when they go to the, the, the ocean moon of Endor yeah. and uh, the, uh, Old, the old stormtroopers come up on their ho- space horses. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got a call from, I forget the little guy's name. But he's yeah. like, oh, Abba Frick. Yeah. He's one of my oldest friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and like, just after they wipe his memory, like, just Poe being like, oh, that's going to be a problem. Like, <laughs> like move, move, come on, move it through. We just met. Like, <laughs> I, I I think they nailed 3PO in this one and it breaks yeah. my heart that it, they didn't give him that much to do in the last two. Because well, I feel yeah. like this is the last time we're going to see 3PO. We'll probably think, see R2. Right. Yeah, I think the best thing that they did in this movie, though, was for him because for for a brief second, we got to see the old C-3PO because how he acted when his memory got wiped was him in the prequels and yeah. in about half of the original trilogy. Up until about halfway through, uh, about halfway through Empire, and then he also got to play like the full blown C three PO that's been through everything at the same time. And yeah. That's why I like it because you got to see both C three POs that we've seen throughout all these movies. Here, here's my question: mm-hmm. Does R two D two still have all of three PO's memories from the prequels? Oh, I think he does. So are they setting up R2 to be the biggest troll this entire series? Yeah, no, he well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. R2 is the only one who knows everything that has happened in this story. Yeah. So if R2 and 3PO are best friends yeah. and there is such a dark twist in the Revenge of the Sith, do you think R2-D2 is protecting his friend by not sharing that story with him? Like – 3PO is always saying, oh, thank the maker. Yeah. If he knew who his maker was, like, that's so dark. Yeah. I I, like in my head, R2 is like holding on to that, that folder in his data banks. 
he's just not giving. He's that just out. not giving it to him. Like he's like not. I like that. Yeah. Well, I really love that idea. I do. Yeah. Uh, something about R two too, and I said this when we're on the way, uh, on the drive back. It's getting to the point where when I talk about things that happen within the movies, uh-huh. I put in speech for R two. Instead of just like what the back and forth was, because at yeah. this point, watching all these movies, like you know exactly what he's saying at this point, right? Because you've seen him so much, and then this movie just caps it off. Like this movie was just like what I needed to see for me to like put words in for R two in a conversation is with another fan, which happened to be Alan at the time. So yes. good. So this is the most we've seen three PO do since Episode two, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, by a long yeah. shot. Yeah. I, I loved it. it. I thought it was Die, great. You Republic dogs. <laughs> oh, what did I just say? <laughs> I, I gotta. I, I can't recommend his book more. Like he goes through everything really? he ever did as three PO. Yeah, and it's fantastic. He has some great stories, some heartbreaking stories. Like when they first did like the press for Star Wars, he wasn't getting credit. Like they oh. tried to pass off three PO as an actual robot. No, I, I meant to bring this up when we did the holiday special because it's like, and Anthony Daniels is C three PO. I was like, oh shit, they actually gave him credit for that. Wow! Like magazines were printing pictures of Luke Skywalker played by Mark Hamill and C three PO, and like not giving him credit at all. Ew! Yeah, which is sick. That's the seventies. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about Poe and Finn. That sound good. Yeah. Poe and yeah, let's Finn. do that, man. Finn and Poe. Yeah. Pofin or Pofin. Oh, Pofin. That's cute. Pofin. Pofin. Yes, that's the one you so, were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> all of these people have got, both of these people have gone on record of saying that they wish they had like a romantic subplot. And they are literally blaming Disney as the only reason they don't. I never heard about how, this. Oh yeah, really? I've I've read articles oh, about yeah. this. I've seen articles about how them talking about how this was like the last thing that that was it that they don't want to do movies or TV shows or something. They want to do more Star lines. Wars after this. Yeah, so like I've seen that, but I had no idea that they, they wanted wait. They that do to or happen. don't want to do more Star Wars. They don't want to do more Star Wars after this, is what I heard. Oh, you know, yeah, but I. Will. But anyway. Yeah, because that was the big thing is apparently they've set them up as like such a power couple and they just never paid off the couple part of it. Like they don't even get their own hug at the end. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's. Again, going back to the the family thing, I don't think it's ever romantic between those three. Anyway, right. you look at it, whether it's uh, Finn and Ray or Ray and Poe or Poe and Finn. I don't think it's I don't think it's romantic between all of them. Maybe it's a triad. Like maybe that could be a thing that they do. <laughs> like what if Disney just doesn't give you a gay couple, they just give you a triad. Like that just get really outside the box. Uh, that would be so weird. Um they go to light speed on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going into the unknown regions. Um Yeah. I mean I I think as far as their plot's concerned, I liked that Finn was force sensitive. I thought that was pretty cool because I think that that makes a little bit of of why he like decided to leave the Empire in the first or in Force Awakens. Like that makes that make a little bit more sense. The fact that like Kylo turns and faces specifically him in the first scene we ever see him in. 
I think I is also really that. cool. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like I think that is like enough of a breadcrumb that I don't think that comes from any nowhere, and I actually really like that. Yeah, and I also think that it also kind of reinforces a fan theory that's been going around since the original trilogy. Oh. Which is Han Solo was also Force-sensitive. Really? Yeah. Because of how good of a pilot he is. And, like, his, like the whole, I have a bad feeling about this. And that's his line. Yeah. Like, shit, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for Poe, too, because... Like, Poe is such a great pilot, and I know that in the comics they established that Poe grew up with, like, one of the Jedi Temple trees in his backyard. Really? That, that, yeah. Uh, that, uh, that plus Poe actually does the whole, like, I have a bad feeling about this, I have a good feeling about this, and usually it's right. I feel like they've been establishing that people who are Force-sensitive but not specifically trained just just have good intuition. And reaction yeah. times. I really think that that's really just what it yeah. is. Okay. So I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see more about the whole stormtrooper force sensitive thing. I think we in are. The future because I said to Ryan before we went into the movie this morning, there's a line in here that sets up the next one between yeah. two is people. It the, is it his stormtrooper buddy? Yeah, buddy. with with, yeah. with Lando being like, "Well, let's find out." Here's some Colt forty five. Oh. <laughs> Would you watch it if that was the next one? I will watch Billy D. Williams be Lando until he <laughs> dies. Same here. Same here. Okay, I was not expecting him to be as into it as he was. Yeah, like holy shit, he was. He was like yeah. the complete opposite of Harrison Ford as Han, coming back as Han Solo. Like he was yes. into it. He was happy to be like, I would have come back three movies ago, but you guys didn't ask me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I love his Lando so much, and oh yeah, I need I need to rewatch Solo to get Donald Glover's again. But I, I think I, Donald Glover does such a good job. Like, okay, here's the next movie. Give us a Lando story. Give us Lando in the future, and then give us flashbacks with young Lando. That way, you that split cool. the work between the two. You get yeah. both two for the two for one. Like, why not? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Give us Lando in the future. Give us Lando in the past. So throw some Lobot in there. Why not? <laughs> and uh, yeah. And since we're talking about Lando and that ex uh, 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 first order trooper, yeah. we we're talking about one of what if one of the things that I noticed about this movie, and some of the things that I might have had issues with when it comes to this movie overall, some things that I might have been like uh, that's kind of like iffy or like out of the box. If I hadn't have seen Clone Wars and Rebels, there might have been some things that I might have had like some like well I don't really get it but whatever feelings too. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I really like that they're doing is that that character specifically, the one that said that she doesn't know what system she's from, her hair, her costume, a lot of the other costumes from a lot of the other people, they all come right from Rebels. Like the style oh, wow. is is taken from those shows. And I really like that. Unless you're Poe Dameron and then they're just ripping off Indiana Jones. True. <laughs> also that. Did you notice how Finn was dressed as uh, Han Solo? For a yeah. while, yeah. Was he, he had the pants with the red stripe and the boots and the vest. Yeah, he. he oh, I he missed was, it. That's it, cool. 
instead of wearing a black vest or a brown vest, he's wearing like a white tan vest. But everything else was Han Solo. Han Solo. That's Old cool. Boy. Yeah. Another reason I think we're going to get more movies. They didn't destroy the yeah. Falcon. No, they didn't. No, yeah, it's still around. I thought that I thought for sure the Falcon was going down I will, at some point. I will save my key piece of evidence of why there will be more Star Wars featuring these characters for the very end of the podcast. Oh, good, because I want that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I want more Lando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second time we saw it, I, I was I walked out of the theater to go get food when he first came back, and I'm sad I missed that part. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. Well, but, you were falling asleep. You needed to do something. Yeah, we went to see this movie at 1030 this morning, and I was up late watching mm-hmm. the, for the holiday holiday special. Yes. Um, so I was, like, tired and trying to stay awake and, like, exhausted from work because I've been working, like, a 10-day stretch. So, Dang. yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a rough week. I'm off the next three days, though. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, you, need, you need some rest. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Two major deaths at the end. I want your guys' takes on them. Alan might have more thoughts on one of them than anyone else. <laughs> but the first one that I think is a major death is Temin dies. Temin? Who? Temin Wexley from the books. Sna- oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, you kill Gary Gunberg. We have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. <sighs> that broke my heart. But at the same time, like, Somebody had to die. Well, and then an even more heartbreaking character dies. Who's that? Num. Oh shit, he does, doesn't he? He Who? does die, and that is so sad. The uh, co-pilot from the Re- Return of the Jedi and the Falcon with um, with, with like Lando. the really big lips and like the funny looking face. That's oh, a yeah. really. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he did die. I'm sorry. I don't know the names. <laughs> okay, of, there's like, a those lot those going on in that so. final battle. There's a lot going. Yeah, a, I didn't I mean, realize that friggin- he died. Did you guys catch who the cameo was? The big cameo in that fight what, when it happened. My theater cheered for him. I didn't know who it was. I was like, wedge. "All right." I love wedge. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I love that wedge was in there. Like. So I read that Rise of Re- or Resistance Reborn book that came out, but that takes place between yeah. this and Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, Wedge has a big part in that book. Like they, they recruit him and his wife, Snap's mom. No. They recruit no, that. They recruit them to the uh, to the Resistance, uh-huh. and then at the end of it, they both step away. We're like, we're we're too old for this shit. <laughs> like yeah. our, our fighting days are over. We want to help, wow. but we just can't. But I, then I think I think it's nice that like Lando going out and like, hey guys, let's uh, this is Lando Calrissian calling from the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> uh, and he's just doing like, a, like, like I, I, I like that that brings him back into the fold just for that oh, one yeah. battle. Um, I thought we would get more cameos in that last space battle. I thought so too. Because we got a lot of cameos from ships. The yeah. ghost from Rebels is a big one, and it's in a I lot of the. That one. It's been in a lot of the shots. You would yeah. miss it if you haven't seen the show. Because to be perfectly honest, people would point it out to me. Like Alan would point it out, be like, "Look, look for this ship." But it, yeah. but it wasn't until I started watching the show that it really starts to stand out because it is. It's a very unique looking ship, but unfortunately, it gets lost in all the different shapes. Was there any ships that you guys were looking forward to seeing in that? last battle that you didn't a Naboo starfighter 
That's what I I'm was going to say. Guy. Yep, I'm going to be that guy. But to be, to be honest, I'm surprised there wasn't, though. I mean, who knows? I mean, there may have, may have been. Like, there were so many things on screen. That's very true. It, it yeah. might not have gotten its spotlight, but I'm sure it's in the background somewhere. One, the only ships that I really cared about. Or the were ones that you got in your Christmas gift? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, for everyone listening, uh, before the episode, Ryan and I exchanged Christmas gifts because we're recording this. On Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve, guys. <laughs> Happy um, Christmas Eve. Uh, I, get, I got him micro machines that are Star Wars and all of the spaceships. Don't list them all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> he was micro machines did was my toy as a kid. Yeah. Because I was in the hospital and everything. They were an easy uh, toy to like put in a bucket or a suitcase and take back and forth. So they were easy and they're just... This is my childhood, like on my lap right now. This box yeah. of like all the Star Wars vehicles they made. It's you should tell them what I got you though. Oh, Ryan got me also on topic for this show. Star Wars and other galactic funk by Miko. <laughs> so I love that. It's Star Wars disco stuff. <laughs> and, and I love and it's from the 70s. Yeah. So side one has like all the uh, like Star Wars disco tracks. Side two, just one track. Other galactic funk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be different songs, not literally a song called Other Galactic whoa, Funk. Whoa, 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 whoa. You should show Devin the cover. Hold on a second. Oh, I've seen the cover. It's glorious. What do we have here? <laughs> you just looked it up, didn't you? Okay. Special studio tape effects. I'm pretty sure I'm related to this guy. <laughs> Tony Bon Jovi. Oh, you might be related to him. If it's the Tony Bon Jovi I'm thinking of, I definitely am because I'm related to his son, John. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, he was he was in like a band that had like a few hits in the '80s. Oh, Journey, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for uh, oh. Okay. Molly Hatchet. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. No, I, it was uh, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I always love throwing Mo Molly Hatchet into conversations. Uh, <laughs> you, you, and, you and Molly Hatchet. Uh, <laughs> Devin, what the hell are you doing? Playing with playing okay. with Joe. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to feel like I almost like I almost made a Watchmen reference, but you wouldn't have gotten it. So no. Um, uh, I feel like we've been talking about this movie for a while and like there's still so much freaking to talk about about this movie. There's like, so much in this movie um, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even touched on La Lea stuff. No. And uh, OK, so I mean, we're at an hour now. Wow. Uh, and we're going to keep going. We're not stopping. OK, I just given us yeah. the point now. Let's try to keep let's tr see how much we can talk about in the next half an hour. OK. Um, OK, so. Do we want to talk about Raylo or Leia next? Let's talk about Leia because we teased it and I thought we were going okay. there and now I got to go there. Okay. So the biggest question I had going into this movie is how are they going to deal with Leia being. Yeah. With Carrie Fisher passing away. Like it was ambitious to do what they did. How did you guys think it worked out? Using footage, unused footage from The Force Awakens the way that they did. There were some parts I really liked. So I saw, what was it? Fast and Furious seven, I think. Yeah. Where it was post Paul Walker about midway through shooting, but he still had stuff to do. So they brought in his brother and they did the same effect where like there were a couple of shots that they know they needed to get. And they got him because it was a shadow shot. 
And I think those are really cheap and I don't love those. And I didn't love it when they did it here either. But I think as far as ending the character arc is concerned, I loved it. Okay. It's really difficult to do that. Um, and the technology is not there yet to be able to just CG it onto somebody else's face. And, and, I, and I, I don't think they wanted to. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. moral, more, ethically and morally, I don't really think it's been established yet what's what's you know what's kosher and what's not, for lack of a better term. Um, because I know that there's been other movies. Like I mean, the Crow, where they struggled with that because of what happened. Well, and even even going yeah. back to like Rogue One, they got some shit for the Tarkin scenes in Rogue One. Yeah, um, I think they got the the Peter Cushing estate to sign off on it. Yeah, but there was some fan backlash of that's weird. Like he's dead, but now we have like uh, James Dean's going to star in a Vietnam War movie. I hate it. It's coming Guys, out I... next year. Let's... Yeah, I'm sorry. That I don't love that. James really? Dean's been dead for 60 years. No, no, no. no. I know, but I'm just saying. That sounds interesting. Yeah, like, but... Is he the same same character? Or? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, that's good. You know what? I have a feeling that this is a test. I would not be surprised if the studio was like, look, we have this technology. We can do it. We need to know what the fan reaction is going to be for the general public. So let's just but do the something same, and see what happens. But at the same time, how many James Dean fans are there around in 2019? Like I guarantee anyone under the age of 30 or under the age of 25 is dip, like Googling the actor who makes a breakfast sausage. I, <laughs> I, I have a very strong belief that there is more to that setup for that film than just, Hey guys, James Dean's going to be starring in this Vietnam film. I have a very strong feeling there's more to it than that. Because to be we'll perfectly see. honest, it makes no sense. It doesn't. It kind of though, right? Like, I There's mean, even, what's the logical it. extreme of this? Like, we're going to get actors from 80 generations of stars that have been dead and are alive to be in a movie together. Neat. I mean, there are so many, like, up-and-coming actors that I think should be given more shots. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, because yeah. then you get, yeah. like, Warner Brothers, like, oh, we can't figure out what we're going to do with Superman. Everyone loved Christopher Reeve so much. Let's bring back Christopher Reeve. Like, right. Or and then like Robin Williams, like you could make Mrs. Doubtfire too. Oh, like and I would hate that. Why, like, where's the line? And that's and that's why one, if this is just James Dean starting a Vietnam movie, like let's say Platoon, and it's just that, and it's a gimmick. I have a feeling that it's like, look, we have this technology. We need to see how well this would go over or how not well it's going to go over. So let's just do something to get the reaction from. Or there's more to it than just it's James Dean in a Vietnam flick. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It has to be more than that. Yeah. Anyway, back to back to uh, Carrie Fisher. So we like you, oh, yeah. you liked what they did with her story. I do. Arc? I like what they yeah. did with the story arc a lot. I think that it was pieced together enough that I was like. Oh, they filmed a lot more of her part in this movie than I thought. Like, and and I because I didn't know that they like spliced together other parts. Uh, I remember Romana said she caught on where it kind of felt like it was from other parts and wasn't necessarily like it didn't fit as well. But I didn't know that. There's a good like 45 minutes where Leia's just not in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And they they put that scene in with her and Snap. At one point where she's yeah. like, at least try to be optimistic. And then he just gets too optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, 
How do we feel about her death scene? Any thoughts on that? Because I, I, I'm a bit confused. So I think that she used more of her force power than than we saw. I think that it wasn't just to say Ben and then she died because she used too much force power. I think that I think she was the one that brought uh, Han Solo back or like it was her using all of her force power to manifest his guilt as Han Solo. I don't think it was even that. I think it was just her connecting with him and filling him with love. Oh, and I also think that the lightsaber is through Kylo's chest is kind of what killed her. Oh, no way. I like that. Because think about it. She's connected to him. With that yeah. Purpose. And I think I think she was going to die regardless. But I think that's why Ray knows. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And I, I, and I also think that plays into Ray's love for Leia as well. Like. Like she has such a connection yeah. and that that leads into the ending as well. Like part of me read it, read it like that. The other part of me is like, I, that's a little too dark. No, I actually really love that interpretation of that scene. Damn. Because it, it, it makes it mean more for one and two, it falls into her having Leia's lightsaber. Yeah. It, yeah. It falls right into it because Leia knew that somebody else was going to pick up her journey. And she had to have known that doing oh, what Jesus. she was doing to Ben, that it was going to give Ray the opportunity to get the upper hand, knowing that Ray was going to heal Ben. Yeah. And I think like when Luke, when Luke says Leia saw her son's death at the end of her Jedi journey, like yeah. that's that what was- she saw. Like, so I think that's when yeah. she knew. That makes so much sense. I love that. I got to watch I, this movie again. Yeah. So you've only seen it once, right? I've only seen it once. Okay. Ramon and I are talking about seeing it again. Okay. So I think we might. You should go see it in IMAX because I'm curious. Oh, I'd love to. Um, the first couple scenes of this movie would be a lot more jarring for me if I saw it in IMAX. Yeah, the uh, epi- the epilepsy th- scenes. Oh, the- my God. That was – okay. So which, the one which critique one? that I have for this film is that the first, like, scenes where J.J.'s trying to, like – move the story along real quickly at the beginning. So he's showing multiple things happening to multiple people. I told Alan this, this may not be the best analogy, but it's what happened in my brain. So the first part of this movie where they're going from Ray to Finn to Poe to Kylo to Leia to all that stuff. All I had was every time the scene would change. I had the scene from pretty woman where 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 he's trying to drive a stick shift not knowing how to drive a stick shift and every time he he uh, uh he would change gears he, he would hear the gears grinding yeah so every time the screen would change it was like oh gear one and then gear, grind, <laughs> gear three and then oh crap i'm not supposed to be in gear three i'm supposed to be in gear two gear grind into gear four oh crap i'm not supposed okay. to be in four like that's how it went in my head <laughs> i get it i guess i get i totally get that it was it was weirdly paced at first. Yeah, it was, yeah, but, but I think that better. I think that plays into the whole. This is what we was. This is what we need to set up to get into the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I get, and I think they did it the best way that they could. Okay, yeah. so but even before we get to Rilo, because I completely forgot what else I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Luke and the return to Actu. Oh, that's right. Honestly, so much happened in this movie. I forgot he was even in this. Okay. So Ray is afraid of being a Palpatine and goes off and 
tries to lift secluded and she throws the lightsaber and the biggest jab that JJ takes at the, the last Jedi is Luke say, catching it and saying, the Jedi, the weapon of the Jedi deserves more respect. <laughs> uh, was, uh, the second time I picked up on this, like son of a bitch, like that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, that's the line. That. That's the line. Like that's, that's him kind of spitting in Ryan Johnson's face. Yeah. But at the same time, it plays into the character a bit. Like it, it does. Um, cause he's back to being the Jedi that he should have been before. Right. Um, how do we, how did you guys feel about her seeing force Luke? I didn't mind force Luke as much. I thought that part was fine. My biggest beef with this scene and I get it, man. It's all fantasy, like fantasy sci-fi. The fact that Luke's friggin' starfighter still worked. <laughs> I don't, after being underwater, I don't know why that's where my like suspension of disbelief stopped. But I was like, it wouldn't still work. There's water in the uh, like the whole time. Okay, well, here's the thing: it's not the first. Did time Leia it, suck the water out of it too? No, it's not the first time his X-wing's been in water and worked. Damn it, Alan! I need to stop okay, coming okay. up with. But <laughs> we don't know how long he was actually on Dekobah in, the, in yeah. the Empire because the timeline is for that timeline for that movie is pretty fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and it wasn't an ocean. So I and the the other big thing about that is I'm pretty sure in the Last Jedi, one of the wings from the X wing is his door to his hut. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like in the visual dictionary somewhere. Like somebody pointed out at uh, one point online. I'm like, so wait, why does it have all four wings if that's the case? Oh, no. And I, and I thought maybe the first time that she kept the X foils locked the whole time. You can yeah. tell I, I fly X wings all the time in video games. Um, <laughs> but then she, they, they open them up at one point. It's like, well, damn, that's not it. I guess so, they're yeah, all there. I, I get, yeah, I guess that wasn't, it either wasn't his door or JJ was like, meh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We found another one. Thing we can look over. <laughs> right. Jay, I mean, some, I'm fine getting some, some production assistant came up to JJ and was like, uh, dude, you realize I produced Lost? Do you know how many things we didn't explain on that show? Just shut up. Uh, Just go with it. It's fine. Let me let me point you in the direction of fringe. Uh, <laughs> okay. So while we're talking about Luke's Force Ghost, we'll talk about the end quick. I loved that he and Leia were at the end. Mm-hmm. And that, like, they went back to Tatooine, and there was like the binary sunset song. I thought that was awesome. Why wasn't Ben there? Ben Solo. Yeah, that I is... feel like that would have been so cool. Well, thirty years or... from now, when JJ yeah. Abrams goes back and does a special edition, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that that is a good question. I've been seeing the question of. Why didn't all the Jedi show up? Like all of the Skywalkers? Like yeah. why wasn't Anakin there? Why wasn't Ben Kenobi there? Everybody who I, talked to her. Everyone who talked yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, I I think Ben should have been there because he does fade away. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't understand why he fades away because it's not like that's what he was training for. I, I think it is he used all of his everything for that. Yeah. Like that was I, I think so too. I don't know if he becomes a force ghost from that. Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Because I feel like you have to I think he becomes a force ghost in the way that Qui-Con Jin does, where he's a voice but not can't physically manifest. That makes sense. Because Yoda 
uh, Obi-Wan and even Vader trained for that. Yeah, right. So and he might not have. Um, so you mentioned that, like that, that whole like scene where like, you know, she was dead and then he got her like resurrected and he died and disappeared. That was the most upsetting part of the movie for me, because when that happened, like she sat up and then he they kissed and then he laid down. The theater laughed. Like, the theater I was in, most people laughed at that. And I got really upset. Because I was like emotionally invested in the scene and then assholes are laughing. Uh, okay, so I like their storyline up until the kiss. Really? I don't need the kiss. Like I'll take I, I can take and leave the kiss. I don't need it. I did not need it at all. I can see how that's comical because it, it you if you have people who I, I I just don't think the kiss was absolutely necessary. Okay. But it is what it is. Like, I, I'm not upset about it, but I do see it as fan service for everyone who's like, oh my God, they're, they have to get together. They have to. My, it's, my the, it's the biggest piece of fan service they have yeah. on this. Ryan, did you like the, the wrap up of, of Raylo? See, I, see, I like the kiss. I did because it makes sense because, you know, because they're young, they were connected um, mentally for a long time throughout the movies. So, I mean, it would make sense with how young they are to feel that connection. But just like Alan, like, even though I like the fact that they had him kiss, it didn't need to happen. Like my, like, was it my emotions for that scene wouldn't have changed if they didn't kiss. And they just would have like looked at each other and hugged and maybe almost kissed. And then he would fall back and like, you know, vanish. Like, uh, like he did. Yeah, they had like a firm handshake between the two of them before he like disappears. See, that's just, that is the cynical self coming yeah. out out right there. Uh, <laughs> because you just go right for like, well, fine, I don't want him to kiss. I'm just going to make this into something just normal that everybody does. Okay. <laughs> so going back a little bit before we even get to the Raylo ending. Yeah. Um, This movie did something that I've been saying for the last four years. I didn't want that them to do, but they did it. And I was like, if they try to do this, it's not going to work. I don't think he can be redeemed. I don't think you can come back from killing Han Solo and I be, and I'll be satisfied with it. God yeah. damn it. They redeemed him from the dark side and I've <laughs> loved it. Like, you loved it? Did I, you? Okay. So when he's standing on the edge of the Death Star, which is a sentence I yeah. never thought I'd say about these. Right. Um, he's standing on the edge of the Death Star and you just hear somebody say, hey, kid. I was yeah. Like, I was not expecting Han Solo. No, I wasn't either. I was like, The only reason I was expecting Luke is because at the end of Last Jedi, he's like, see you around, kid. And then he fades away. Yeah. So I was expecting Force Luke to show up there, but it's Han Solo. I was like, oh, my God. Like what? Yeah. Like completely caught me off guard. And then they do, they mirror that scene from his death and just do the opposite. Like, I love that. Like that was Mm -hmm. the only, I think that's the only way they could have redeemed him. And I liked it. They did a good job. And Um, for me, it was everything he did after that too. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's like he followed everything up with actions after the fact. Yeah, well. it, because I don't think it's even just that. Like, I think he's there, like, on the brink of the light, but that's only because of Leia doing yeah. what she did, whatever that was. Yeah, um, right. 
And I think the combination of both of them is what is what helped me enjoy that more. So, yeah. 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 So my cynical side needs to come out a little bit. Go for uh, it. Was there anything that either one of you two didn't like about the movie? Because I have two specific things that I didn't like about it. And while you're thinking, I'll give you two of them. Go for it. One, I'm so sick of the sequel trilogy telling me that things are cool that they're never going to show me are cool. Captain Phasma is not cool. I understand in all of the other materials she's cool. She's not. In this movie, it's the Knights of Ren. I understand they're supposed to be really cool. They're, a, they're something. They are a symbol of, of ben, ben Solo overcoming whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? They're, they're just a symbol for him, and they're not cool. They're just there, and it's something he has to get through. That's my first problem. Okay. Valid point. I agree. <laughs> Yay. Ryan? So you mean how being like how they're advertised as being cool? Or yeah, that like the advertisers like the Knights of Ren are coming back, you guys. Look at this guy with an axe. See, here's my problem with them was the fact that I feel like when right before we're done, I'm gonna give you what my plot for the episode eight should have been. I feel yeah. like the Knights of Ren arc should have been explained and finished in episode eight. I feel like that's one sure. of those things that should have happened that got put on the back burner. Here, here's yeah. here's my thing. Did we see them all yeah. die? That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. That's if, a good point. Dang if, it! If the Sith are destroyed and the Jedi are back, then you, you need. They, Sith. They need yeah, you need somebody. Need something. Yeah. If the Shoot. Jedi, all right, Jedi Knights need knights to fight against. Might as well be the Knights of Ren. That's. Really good point. Dang it. I need, okay, then, okay. And who, and said, who, who said that's all the Knights of Ren? That's also true. All right, fine. So that was my first cynical, crappy point refuted. Also, refuted this one. I agree with you on. No, I still agree with yeah. you. I'm just, I'm just yeah. counter arguments. <laughs> uh, my other one is I didn't, so like how the scene would have worked completely fine if Raylo didn't kiss. The scene would have worked totally fine if Palpatine didn't announce I am all of the Sith and Ray didn't announce I am all of the Jedi that didn't need to happen. It was implied enough. I didn't need them to say that. What I love about that scene is you don't see her get all the infinity stones off the gauntlet, but then she does, (laughs) (laughs) but it happens. Yeah. Like as soon as I saw that the second time, I was like, okay, that lines a little bit much. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's beat for beat the the Avengers scene. Yep. Um, I did like how they like uh, Indiana Jones, Ark of the Covenant melted Palpatine down. Melted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, him. Okay, so let's let's go back to the all of the Jedi are in me thing because okay, there was a lot to unpack there. How many voices did you pick up on? Uh, I picked up on Yoda before. Prior to doing that, yeah. can I just say that I like that line? Oh, do I you? Like the fact that they did that, okay, because yeah. it fits the characters. It does. It fits. No, yeah, it does. The Emperor to say, "I am old the Sith," and to be honest, Ray is still young, and she's still trying to find kind of like herself to a point. So her going, well, he just said he was all of the Sith, 
And you can tell that she's fighting against him, that maybe she's thinking to herself, well, I'm all of the Jedi, so I'm going to say that. Like, to me, here, here, I feel like it's important that he kind of fills his character out. That, that is fair. Here's the thing, though. He needs to make up his mind. Either he is all of the Sith or he is the Senate. He can't have it both ways. <laughs> I, I feel empowered to him because he made a joke out of a comeback, which means that there's real no comeback to what I'm saying. No, no, it oh, makes perfect true. sense. I just had to make an I am the Senate joke. I, that's... That's, that's I was also waiting fun. for him to be like, unlimited power! <laughs> oh, that would have been fun. But, I mean, the thing is, to me, like, the whole thing is, like, I'm all of a Sith. Like, that boils down to that video that Freddie Pritch Jr. was on, talking about, all, you know, about like, how the Force worked. And yeah. it makes sense, because if all, of, if all of the Sith are gone, but they're still technically around, like, their consciousness is around in the Force, then it would make sense that they would all gravitate to the strongest Sith, and that's him. And the same the thing one. with her. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. them announcing that, I mean, for Palpatine, it's an ego trip. It makes sense. For Rey, it makes sense because she's still new to what she's doing and she's trying to be as intimidating as he is. So to me, it's just, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All Mr. right. Mr. Cynic. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I'll fair. Be, it's all fair. I'll I know, be, I know it is. It's okay. all fair. It's so let's, let's go back to the voices of the Jedi. Yeah. So, Devin, which ones did you pick up on? Just... Uh, I caught Yoda, um, and I think I caught Luke. Okay. There's a it. lot of other ones, and I missed them. Okay. So the other ones that you missed, have you read the, these yet? No. Okay. So I'll just go through them all. So you got Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Alec Guinness... Oh. And Yoda. So those are the three from the original trilogy. Then you have yeah. Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. Yay. Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson, oh. Mace Whoa. Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor. Oh. Uh, so those are the prequel guys. And then um, Ahsoka Tano. I knew that. And Adi Galia from The Clone Wars, which I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. But then Kanan Jarrus from... Rebels is the last voice that you hear. Is that Freddie Prince Jr.? Yes, that is Freddie Prince Jr. That's cool. Uh, and then there's a few other voices um, from actresses who were in the, some of the video games, but they played Luminara Unduli and Ayla Sakura, which is the, the Jedi with the two lightsabers from Battlefront 2. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, that. That's one of those scenes where I would have been cool to see some of those characters, but yeah. I understand why you don't bring Kanan into the the live action canon, <laughs> right? Because it, it it's it would be really jarring to have like an animated character next to like a live action character. They had a puppet next to Mark Hamill. There is, yeah, I guess, a okay. difference. Yeah, but they that. Yoda was a puppet. Yeah, Bef- that's true. Before before he was a puppet, though, he was CG. So I will give you that. <laughs> and the worst thing about Rebels is what they make Yoda look like. Yeah. Oh, I know what they make Yoda look like. And it looks yeah. real bad. Yeah. Um, that's the worst part of Rebels. Oh, um, I need to watch that still. But yeah. It was yeah. a cool scene. I liked it. It was a cool scene. I actually fell asleep in the theater before that scene. I yeah. woke up right at the beginning of it. I was like, yes, winning. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I think it was off for like a minute. It wasn't long. Awesome. Um, bad. I feel bad. Okay. So 
we Ryan bought the tickets for today, but we couldn't get seats together, so we were sitting mm-hmm. in separate ro- rows. Huh. And I and I kept dozing off bet- between these strangers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even better. And I didn't say a word about it. I just did it. <laughs> and I refused to use the cup holders because I didn't know who who had like reign over either one of them. So yeah, yeah the people next to me had blankets. Oh. I, I would have been out for the whole thing if I had a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of the movie, just because I'm I'm so tired. Uh, okay. Other things we need to t- touch on. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I... Rose. Let's talk about Rose yeah. and the lack thereof. I didn't like that. I mean, there's so... There's so much movie in this movie that... Something had to get cut. Something... Something I had to give, and I'm sure we're, I'll go into this a little bit more later. But I don't think I don't think this is the end of Rose either. Like I think we're going to see more of these characters in the future, and I okay. think she got shorthanded. I don't think it had anything to do with backlash that from the fans. I think it's just to serve the story. She didn't have to be a major part of it. Okay, I think I, I was just feel- disappointed that the romance wasn't there between her and Finn like it started out. But the romance wasn't actually there in the Last Jedi either. She just thought it was. Oh. I feel like the reason why she was in it as much as she was was because of the backlash. I have a feeling Disney was like, you know what? Fine, you're getting more of her. <laughs> no, I think JJ. I think JJ would have been like, no, we need to include her in this because this is big. Like this, yeah. was, this was yeah. a problem with the Last Jedi. We need to be like, no, the, we're doubling down on this. Yeah. And you know what? On yeah. top of that, here's a lesbian kiss. Not with Rose, <laughs> but here's a lesbian kiss as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I. I mean, everyone who was back at the base didn't get there much to do because I think they were working around the Leia stuff. Right. I and think I, think, right. I think that I, I'm sure there will be deleted scenes with all of them on the Blu-ray. Yeah, I would, sure. be, Probably. You know, I would be surprised if with Leia's death and everything that happened, I wonder if they were like, look, we're going to have to handcuff some of these characters. Yeah. They're going to have to just yeah. be wherever Leia is. I mean, there's an actor who was hired for this movie who's not even in it. What? Ooh. Yeah. Matt Smith, the doctor. Matt well, Smith was supposed to be in this movie? Yeah, I, but he's not. Um, I want to also Google what happened and let you know. But yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was revealed like two years ago that he was cast, but they cut either cut his role or he never filmed anything. Wow. So was he paid? probably, He's I mean, Colin Trevorrow was paid for writing this story for this. Cause he gets a credit. Yeah. Even though it's not his movie at all. Hmm. Oh, wow. Cause they fired him after his movie, after Jurassic world flopped. Yeah. Oh, got it. So I don't know how much of the story was originally going to be in nine, but they did rewrites with JJ and this other guy. Yeah. You, you looking up the Matt Smith thing? I am. I'm so upset about all this. I'm trying to think of something that I had an issue with in the film, like legitly. How, yeah, those were really my biggest two points. Um, how'd you guys feel about the Death Star, like revisiting the throne room? I thought it was cool. I thought it was Echo. I, I thought it goes back to that George Lucas point of like, oh, it needs to rhyme. Like yeah. I think it rhymed. I think it was it, fine. It's all like, a circle. Yeah. So yeah. Here. Yeah. Okay. Um, one one critique I have is they relied on, for not having him in the movie. They relied on using Yoda's theme too much. 
See, I, da, I don't find Yoda's theme. Da, 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 oh da, yeah! Like when he raises the X-wing out, it <clears throat> makes sense. Yeah. When they're celebrating the end, like after the battle, doesn't make sense. No, that's a good point. Would you have preferred they brought back Yubnub? <sighs> I would have lost my shit if they brought back Yubnub. <laughs> <laughs> this movie comes out on digital. I am putting in Yubnub. You really need to though. Or uh, the uh, the original song they played yeah. at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that one. That's yeah. the end. Yeah. No, I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a few different endings. I'm also gonna do the ending from Episode One where it's a uh, Augie's band and it's just the Gungans playing the the Emperor's <laughs> theme in an upbeat tempo and a different key. Yes. Um. Other than that, the the score is the score. Like. What surprised me was there was no music during the lightsaber battle on the Death Star. Yeah, okay. So I was pitched that that was going to be like rival to Coruscant. It was okay. Oh, you mean Mustafar? Mustafar, that's what I meant. Yeah, it was supposed to like be like similar to the Mustafar. And like, it was good. I don't think I'd like it better than the one in Mustafar. Yeah. Uh I think if it I think if they would have put Duel of the Fates in there, it would have been amazing. All right. Well, we have to do that as soon as the DVD yes. comes out. No, well, I don't know if you want to do that because I've already seen people complain about how they put Duel of Fates in the trailer, but not in the movie. Yeah. I've seen people complain. I think about I that think it, I think that would have been the perfect place to do an, an updated version of it. Yeah. Like yeah. why not? Because mm-hmm. it's it's it, they are dueling to the, for their fates. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, I think I, I think I have a thing now because I've been thinking this entire time of something. Yeah. And it's, it's aesthetic. It's not even like uh, something, something that, 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 that they did in the movie. So I probably have two points. One, all of the jumping back and forth at the start of the film, but that had to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I'm upset. And I'm hoping that they'll use the stuff more going forward, but I love the Emperor's army, like their look. I you love mean, the use of red. In, yeah. Oh, the in, Sith troopers? Yeah, just like, just like the, the, uh, the Sith troopers in red armor, and then you have the command officers in the bridge, and instead of having like the eggshell black helmets, they're red. And yeah. Just, and... and, and in the officers' uniforms, they're black, and they have like the trim red on the chest, like I loved that look, and I only got to see it for such a short period of time. That I really hope that that whatever they do in the future that has to do with that, that that's what they use. Um, I don't like talking about this too much because I know I get flack for it from people. Yeah. They released a bunch of Fortnite skins for yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, the one that I got was the Sith Trooper. Oh, nice! And oh, they also cool. did the emote, an emote called Traitor, yeah. where a holographic stick comes out of your arm and does the spinny thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, we should all play Fortnite together. <laughs> <laughs> we should all get Fortnite. Um, I think they just removed the lightsabers today. Oh, so you, you missed out on that. Uh, but you can still get the Millennium Falcon for free. Oh, for free? Yeah, it's free. What? Yeah. Oh shit! So, shit. I think uh, one thing that we talked about on the way back from the, from the movie theater, like where they go from here, I had no idea that there was an unknown region of like, okay. The galaxy. Let's talk about the unknown yeah, region. Okay, you should because it's in the book that you read. 
They, I don't. They just like go there. They're just like we're gonna go to the unknowns, and they just like fly yeah. away. So Thrawn is from the unknown part. regions. Yeah. Um. There's a planet out there where the Chris live, and uh, they've expanded on that a lot in the books. The aftermath books deal with it a lot. Thrawn deals with it a lot. That's part of the reason why the Emperor was so keen on Thrawn is because he knew about the unknown regions. Yeah. Uh, um. If you've seen the end of Rebels, yeah, unknown regions. Uh, not going to spoil it for Devin because he hasn't seen it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what I was talking about. Um, so yeah, it's this. They're unknown. There's not much known about them except for the Chris. That's pretty much all that are known. And um, aftermath deals with the Emperor getting to the unknown regions, like getting the Empire out there to build the First Order. And what yeah. I really like about this movie is they they don't really touch on the origins of the the words First Order, but this plan, this fleet that he's built, is the last order, right. which really plays into what aftermath set up. That's which a good point. I really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, which was a nice subtle nod to everything that happened in those books. That brings up a good point. There were a few things about this movie or in this movie that were very much kind of expanded universe things that you've never seen in an official Star Wars titled movie before. Yes. Like the yellow lightsaber, for instance. Yes. Oh, yeah, we didn't even bring that up. I love the fact yeah. that it was yellow. I, that was the first yeah. thing I said, and we didn't touch on it. So I thought you guys didn't <laughs> want to talk about it. Oh, no, I love I it. I was waiting to I was waiting to get there. Okay. I thought we were doing, like, chronology order, and we just started no. around. And we just started <laughs> We're jumping around like JJ at the beginning of the movie. Uh, so what did you think of the yellow lightsaber, Ryan? Oh, I thought it was perfect. Got him. To me, like, it fits. Like, we've seen her with green. We've seen her with blue because she's fought with both. Or have we seen her with green? No, there was no green lightsaber in this. That wasn't in flashbacks. I'm colorblind. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we've seen her with blue. And, like, it kind of fits her, but not not really. But the way that she dresses, the way her personality is, I feel like yellow works. Because she's from a desert. I mean, she grew up on Jakku. No, Jakku. Yeah, Jakku. Jakku, you got it. God bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, she grew up there. And so, like, desert making that planet, joke for four years. Planet, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it makes sense. So, yeah. like, I feel like the yellow works for her. Yeah. Not only that, but her staff is like what she used to make the lightsaber. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Devin, what were your thoughts? Waiting for it to drop at Disney Galaxy's Edge so I can buy it. (laughs) Have you bought any lightsabers yet? What? Have you bought any lightsabers there yet? No, but every time we go, Roman and I have the internal struggle of we really want this, but we can't. But we want it. And uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just dropped Ben Solo's lightsaber, which I think is dope looking and then they have the reforged ray lightsaber where it's like cracked in the middle but you see they like welded it together which is cool because there's a lot of history in that one so is it just the hilt or does it have the blade on it too the hilt for any of the main characters lightsabers is about 140 dollars and then you can either choose to buy two different lengths of blade a shorter one for like 40 and a longer one for 60 are they removable though yeah Oh, removable okay. but for those you can't change the color of them they are just the color that they are but so like 
So, yeah. so if I wanted Obi-Wan's lightsaber, I could get the hilt. And then if I wanted to have the actual lightsaber, I just screw on the, the blade. Exactly. Yeah, or you could just buy the hilt and mount the hilt. And the, the hilt's only 140 bucks. Yeah. I thought it would be more than that. No, it's, I mean, and they're, they're like hefty metal. They're like yeah. legit things. I was about to ask about like the, the material that they were made out of. They oh, feel shit. like they feel real. Oh shit. Yeah, no. Oh, it's so cool. I might say, I might pay, I might, uh, why are you some money? <laughs> do it. Definitely. Do it. Have you seen yeah. the pictures of, of what people do with those lightsabers? Like turn them in the lamps and stuff on the wall. Have you seen that? No, that's so funny. Okay. 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 Here, here. I'm, I, I don't care how I sound. Download yeah. Pinterest. Okay. okay. Download, download Pinterest. Not upset. And just look up Star Wars and lightsabers. People sell these like racks that you can put the lightsabers on and turn them on and they hold them yeah. on the wall in, in, in like any type of direction you want. And you can put yeah. three or four of them together and, and they make a lamp because if you turn off the light and turn on That's these lightsabers, so cool. they make a lamp. And also, people use them like set up their game room. If you look on Etsy, you can find a lot of like retro toys and stuff. Like I, I went down that rabbit hole once cause my wife found something for someone for Christmas on uh-huh. Etsy. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh my God, they have all the Power Ranger toys. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. This is better than eBay because they're cheaper. Because uh, a lot of it's oh, like open package that. stuff. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I want that. Um, all right. Anyway, back to Ray's lights, yellow lightsaber. Yeah, I want it. Um, what do you think yellow means? I read it once, but I don't remember. Yellow lightsabers are usually in the, in the canon are used by the Guardians of the Jedi Temples. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think it has a different meaning here, though. It almost has to. Here, here's it might mean it might mean guardian still. It might. Here, here's my interpretation. So, in okay. this trilogy, in the main story, not in flashbacks, the only two color lightsabers we have seen have been blue and red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in between those, when you look at the primary colors, is yellow. So I don't think she's dark side. I don't think she's light side. I think she's. In the middle and going to use both because the dark side she can use. She can do the forest lightning. Yeah. I think I think this is the beginning of the 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 Skywalkers as Grey Jedi. I like that a lot. Yeah. Literally yeah. like balance in the force, not like all good, all bad. Balance. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm all on Ma- board for that. And they'll be protectors of the galaxy. Guardians, like <laughs> Guardians, not, if you will. No, not, not Guardians of the Galaxy, because I feel like that's already used by someone. Uh, <laughs> it's really catchy, though. Sorry, I'm, I'm okay. reading stuff about Yellow Lightsaber. It's a good look. What? There was like a half second there that I only gave Ryan a look, and it was awesome. <laughs> what kind of a look? I, I don't even know was, what I did. I don't even I know. It was like, a, like, like what, what's going on here? <laughs> what's, what's he doing? Um, oh, okay, so do we want to hear my theory on the I want to hear end? theory so bad. You've been teasing it the whole time. Okay, there there are two ways of looking at this, and we already okay. talked about the circle thing and how everything's, yeah. everything rhymes. So the movie ends on the binary sunset. Yes. You can look at this two ways. You can look at this as mirroring the beginning of A New Hope. Yes. So this is the ending or ending on the same way you begin or the way I'm choosing to look at it is this is just the beginning 
for Ray. Huh. I don't think you keep the Falcon. Yeah. I don't think you end that way. I don't think you make her say, I'm a Skywalker, and just leave the story at that. I think there's more story to tell here. I have a few theories on where they can go with this. I don't think they're done. I think part of this trilogy has always been, from the beginning, Disney's attempt to reboot the series to where they want to get it. And, and now I, it's happening. And I think this is it. I think this is where they – this is their tabula rasa. The Sith are gone. Yeah. The Jedi are gone. And she's rebuilding everything from scratch. From Phantom Menace to Rise of Skywalker has been one giant origin story. Wow. For my, for wow. I don't know about that. Me, that would be. I said that I, in the car, just kind of off. Yeah, off before, I I think that's I a mean, bit of a stretch. I think it is a stretch. I think each of these trilogies has had their own story to tell. First trilogy was Luke's, then it was Anakin's, now it's Rey's. I think you get another trilogy. It doesn't have to be part of the Skywalker saga. Just like Black Widow doesn't have to be part of the Infinity Saga. Right. So, if Disney's going to keep making everything sagas. I don't see why you can't continue the story outside of the Skywalker saga. It doesn't have true. It doesn't have to say episode 10 on it. No, it it could. I'd be okay with that. And it not being part of the Skywalker saga. I think they're going to wait for that. I think they're going to wait for the 10. Yeah. But that's my take on it. I don't think, I don't think we're done with these characters. I don't know how, uh, how many of them will return for how many movies. I, I think a I think they purposely hired young actors for these roles. So they can keep using and, them. Yeah. I you know what? I wouldn't I want to see more of these characters because I thinking back to the original trilogy and even the prequels, how much I latched on to some of the characters there and how much I really grew to love them, I don't feel like I know these three well enough. Like the main yeah. three. I feel like I know them enough to be like, oh, ex stormtrooper, and he's a really nice guy and is going to follow his heart. And oh, there's the <laughs> rogue pilot. Like, like I, I know that, but I don't know. Like, I would never call any of them my favorite Star Wars character, and I want time to get there with them. Out of the three, though, out of these three movies, which one is your favorite? Oh, okay, same here. Yeah, I like Finn. Okay. Oh yay! They they gave Poe some fun lines in this movie. That's why I like Poe. I, I liked, like I said to Ryan, I, I I am a little bit embarrassed saying this on the show, but I, I think I have a thing for Carrie Russell now. Like I'm uh. like I have to go back and watch Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like when you find out he was a spice spice runner, and Finn's like, "You were a spice runner." He's like, "Yeah, and you were a stormtrooper." <laughs> and you were a scavenger. Like, are we all caught up now? Okay. <laughs> I just love that moment so much and it's nice that they actually gave him something fun to do instead of just like but what's the plan like (laughs) right Uh, and I think one thing that we haven't really touched on is one of the things that this movie benefits so much from is putting everyone together like you you've kept everyone separate for all of these movies they haven't really interacted that much but now you get the three of them and 3PO and BBA and D. Dio like on this journey together 
Like getting getting the three of them and three PO, like that's what that's what Star Wars should be. It should be this journey. Like right. the fact that you gave them a MacGuffin to go chase for a bit. Like I love that. Like that should have been episode eight. Like we should have gotten a whole episode of that. But instead, we're gonna split everyone up and go explore this casino planet and yeah. release the yeah. the horses. See, the thing is, to me, episode <laughs> eight should have opened with um, Ray on the island. After uh, after training for like maybe a year, maybe like a year and a half, Kylo on his way back to meet up with the Knights of Ren, like actually bring them forward because they flashed yeah. him a little bit. Force Awakens, like have Kylo go to the Knights of Ren for help and get them where they are. Um, show Leia, Poe, and Finn just dealing with the with the resistance and doing everything, yeah. and then it should have went forward to where. The Knights of Ren, half of them go and capture one of the three, or one of like Poe or Finn or one of them. She has to go save them, and from like half of the Knights of Ren, and she takes care of them. And at that point, that's where some of her more powerful abilities come out, to where they hint to who she actually is. Yeah. And yeah. then just going forward, like by the end of Episode Eight, you should know that, or you should know. By either them not saying or them saying that she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, Kylo should be on the fence if he's going to be staying bad or not. The Knights uh-huh. of Ren should be done. And that's why Kylo's on the fence because all of his like followers uh-huh. are completely like gone. And yeah. Hux is already dead for being a spy. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about Hux for a second. Did you, did you guys buy him being the spy? It was such a, like an abrupt change, but I guess I guess that I, I don't want Kylo I to win. But like, I, I get his reason too. I just thought it was a little bit too, uh, a little bit too hammy the way they they revealed it. It's like I'm the spy. Like you shouldn't have to just. Okay, here are my two complaints about the movie. That yeah, and then <laughs> and then Dio, just being like you didn't like him. I I liked him fine, but I didn't need him to be like sad during the sad parts and like happy during the happy parts. Like, but at the yeah. same time, I know there's like probably at a, like a, a kid out there who has trouble knowing what emotions to feel and having that droid do that for him helps. Yeah. Like I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure there, there's somebody out there who loves Dio for that. And you know, yeah. that's fine. It was a little distracting for me, but Hey, JJ's got to get his voice in there somehow. Was so, that JJ's voice? JJ's voice. Oh, of course it was. To me, the reason why I, uh, I, I, the re- one of the reasons why I liked Hux being the spy was when they killed him. Was when the yeah. commander was like, we found our spy and shot him in the chest, like right off the bat. Because yeah. to me, that harkened back to one of the shows. Oh, yeah? Wait, what? One of the, one of the, uh, Star Wars shows. I, Clone I, Wars. Dude, Wars. it's one thirty in the morning. I yeah, don't. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that happen in in Clone Wars though? Yeah, a little bit differently. They kind of mirrored it to where once you see, once you see it, you'll know. You'll know it when you see it, and you'll laugh. I don't really want to say it, say yeah. it because he hasn't seen it yet. That's oh yeah, but, but, but still, that's really that whole cool thing though. With Hux, like mirrored something that happened in one of the shows. I'm guessing, like I'm guessing it's Rebels because you're not saying it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me when we wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Good. Is there anything else we want to touch on with Rise of Skywalker? I think that or was all the big stuff, man. 
All right. I think that that's all we've got for today. Um, I like it. This is our longest one, guys. I, think I, it is. I don't know. We went pretty long before. How long was the last Jedi one? You just listened to it. Minutes. Yeah, I've been yeah. skimming through our podcast, just listening to the different like recordings and like how we've like gotten better. And yeah, we don't have one that goes past an hour and twenty minutes. Why is your until now, time? guys? Until now, we did it. Ryan, talk for me. Um, is it happening now? Uh, your mic's your mic's been acting up. My my. Oh, okay. Well, if people can't hear me, I apologize. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I have to check it out. Okay, we'll I'll fix it in post, it. guys. We'll try to. Yeah. <laughs> Do what we, we got can. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we've got for the Rise of Skywalker. So ends the Skywalker saga, and you have to watch this podcast. <laughs> um, tune in next week for our best. Are we doing a best of 2019? Or are we just doing the best oh, of the decade? We're doing a best of 2019. I've been thinking about this. Okay. So best of 2019 is coming next week. And then I think we're going to take a week or two off. Because yeah. then we got, some, we got some fun stuff coming. Yeah. Like something we haven't done ever in the history of the three of us doing this podcast is going to happen uh-huh. next month. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Oh, it'll happen. And we need to figure out what we're going to do. So, all right. Uh, Ryan wants to go play with his micro machines. So for you guys <laughs> to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. The Force will be with you.